Hey, and welcome to Game Talk. I'm your host, Ammon Mia, and today I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And uh, before we begin today's episode, I'll, I just wanted to inform everyone that we are doing a, something a little different for our YouTube video today. <clears throat> We've actually got a video feed of Connor as he builds his new PC. So, uh, no pressure, yeah, Connor. Don't... Uh, Oh God! And we've got Connor's cat screeching in the background too. I don't like so. change, so I'll put my specs for anybody who's curious in the description. I'm not gonna waste any time on the podcast going over that because I think Mike has some stuff he really wants to talk about. But I am doing this blind. I haven't read instructions for anything yet, so it might take me a minute. I haven't built a PC in yeah, like so eight years. Yeah, so usually we pair. Usually we pair the podcast with like gameplay. So I thought this is a little different, but you know. Still related, so why not? But yeah, Mike, so Cyberpunk 2077, after what seems like years of anticipation, is finally out. And I feel like there's quite a bit of controversy surrounding this game, you know? Yeah. Like, by any... Like, if you look at the PC reviews, it seems like one of the best games of the year, easily. It seems like a genre-defining title, right? But that's only on a high-end PC, right? That's the console release of this game was an PC. abject failure. And yeah, they haven't released next-gen consoles yet, which is probably going to be saving grace. But last-gen consoles, uh, kind of a disaster. Yeah, to the extent that CD, CD Projekt Red actually issued like an apology uh and 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 said that they would be willing to facilitate refunds if you're on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw some footage of it even on a high-end PC, and it's not running super great if you're not on, like... Well, Mike, you said it was running well for you. I think it may just be poorly yeah. optimized ray tracing or something, because these people weren't on 3,000 series cards. And were having... uh, ray tracing does kill frames a lot. Yeah, but that's but just if you just use that's... DLSS, you'll be fine. Yeah. Sorry, I uh, keep muting myself and unmuting myself. So no, no, you're, like plastic you're crinkle. good. Um, but it, the, Cyberpunk fell into that classic cross-gen thing where you release a game on two generations of consoles and you end up having a disaster on last-gen consoles. Which A lot of companies are releasing on two that. generations of consoles. Right, but like I think Cyberpunk's a special case, right? This game was not ready to go yet. Like I know they've delayed it, <clears throat> like several times. It was ready on PC, presumably, right? But like it's literally on PS4 and Xbox One. Like think back to the Xbox One base. Xbox One runs this game. Like, can you imagine the sacrifices and compromises that had to be made to get that thing running there? And you know, like. These games, like, I've, I've seen compilation upon compilation of just game-breaking bugs. And I think that's such a shame, you know, like, I wish so much, like, and, and, you know, personally, I'm going to be waiting until next year to play this game when it's, A, released on next-gen consoles, and B, the bugs are mostly ironed out. But, like, for, for people who are anticipating this game for the longest time, it just sucks, you know? Because, like, ideally, I would want them to delay the game again, but I feel like at this point they've done that so much, like they literally can't, even though I feel like it needed a delay for for 
for the most popular versions of the game to get the attention they needed. Yeah. One version of the game is what's going to generate CD Projekt the most money. And it seems like those versions got the least amount of attention. See, I'm not convinced it is generating them the most money, though, because di- didn't PC sales almost match console sales so far? Like, this is one of the best-selling yeah, PC yeah. games of all time. Uh, that's so... Uh, you could be right about that. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. It outsold Fallout 4 on Steam, and Fallout 4 was one of the highest-selling games on Steam at its launch. Like, we're talking gangbuster sales just on Steam. Yeah. But, like, I I don't know. Like, so, okay, so even that taken into account, like, 50% or slightly less than 50% of their, of their sales are presumably these console players, right? And I feel like, from at least the developer's perspective, it also sucks because they're not really seeing your vision of the game, right? Like, they're seeing an extremely pared-down, pared-back, bare-bones version of the game. At, at least that's what it seems like to me. Like, I saw, like, some of Digital Foundry's analyses on YouTube, and, like, just, like, for one, it's, like, absolutely amazing that it even runs on Xbox One, like, base Xbox One, but just looking at it, it's, like, running at, like, sub 720p, and, like, it's just, like, sub 30, and it's just, like, my god. The fact that it runs all is, like, an insane feat, but I, I, uh, I actually follow a YouTuber... Uh, called Stop Skeletons from Fighting, and he likes to, like... One of his things is that he likes to look at Doom ports when they ported Doom to things that, like, really had no place running Doom, like the SNES, you know, how they're, like, super compromised yeah. ports. And he's, like, super stoked to get his hands on a VCR Xbox oh, One man. and play through Cyberpunk on it with no patches. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a miserable experience. Yeah, and that's, that's what this guy's... That's his whole shtick. But yeah, like, I don't know. If I were to sum all of this up in one word, it's just kind of disappointing to me because I, f- if this game came out when it was ready, like, it would have made... And obviously, like, right now it's making a big impact too because it's a very ambitious and largely successful game at what it tries to do. But, like, if CD Projekt had just waited until it was truly well and ready, I feel like it could have been something even more special. But, you know, I guess just to pivot a little off the negativity for a little bit, Mike, you've been playing Cyberpunk on PC. Do you want to give some of your impressions? So, first off, there's a lot of people who were like, this game was not what I expected. And I think a lot of people expected it to be like GTA, but Cyberpunk. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comparisons to GTA V, which I just... It's not. It's The Witcher 3, but but Cyberpunk. Like... That, that, see that that's what I expected, but I will I will comment just on that because I think that's an important point. I feel like the game was almost marketed that way. It was yeah. kind of marketed as Cyberpunk GTA when in, when in reality, like okay, so maybe if you're just some dude who saw a commercial who doesn't really follow big release much, you're gonna look at that and be like, hey, that's that's like a futuristic GTA. But for someone who knows what CD Projekt does and, you know, is kind of in tune with the game industry, like, we all knew that this, this wouldn't be a GTA clone. Like, this is right. a, this is an RPG. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does a lot of people I guess are having first issues question, with its depth. Yeah. 
Um, but honestly, I got what I expected. I expected a cyberpunk game. And yeah. I, so far, 10 hours in, it's a cyberpunk game. You're only You're 10 hours in, huh? Yeah, I, extra life. Preventing people from oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, we did awesome at extra yeah, life. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Wow, yeah. that's course, really impressive. Seventy-five of that is from me winning uh, Among Us and Amma donating to me. Yeah, I donated a few times to both of you, and I it, I was just kind of uh, bummed out. I ended up being really busy that weekend, so I couldn't participate too much. But it was it was really fun for the moments I was there for. Did you yeah, ever think- actually, Connor? Did you ever end up doing that Hades run? Uh, yeah, I did a few Hades runs. I did not win. I got to Hades twice. Okay. And died. Which sucks. Sucks so yeah. bad. I mean, th- that's the hardest part of the game, I think, Hades himself. Like, I've I've had countless runs where I get to Hades and just get stomped. But yeah, yeah. So, so, so back to Cyberpunk. Uh, so, M- Mike... I've heard that, like, one of the surprising aspects about this game is that, like, the combat is actually, like, shockingly good. Like, it feels like a legit first-person shooter. Like, like that's how well the mechanics are implemented. Do you agree with that? It feels like a good first-person shooter, but at the same time, it also feels like I'm playing Borderlands. You see, oh, I don't know if I, I like thought that. too when I was watching it, and that actually attracted me because I kind of like yeah. the shooting in Borderlands. I do I like the fighting. shooting. It's the shooting in Borderlands yeah, like is so a, much better than Fallout, and I was afraid it was going to play like Fallout. And plus, no one feels like a bullet sponge. I like that. Yeah. Things die fast, even on normal, which I'm playing on. But... Uh, are the clung- Some of those mechanics are clunky. Like, driving? Driving's awful. I have not tried it on really? controller, but I on keyboard and mouse, it's just... God awful. Like I feel like I'm driving a boat. Hmm. Like you don't it's not snappy. It's very, very delicate of a turning system at speed. Hmm. So I so you're ten hours in, which might be kind of like early in the game, all things considered, but like one thing about this game that had so many people hyped for it before it came out was that it was like the RPG to end all RPGs, right? Like, like apparently entire like chunks of the game would be completely unplayable if you made a certain decision or like if you did this, like it would open up like entire new levels that previously like other players wouldn't access. And like, are you seeing that level of like insane choice in the game? I yet? mean, I have seen that one of the early quests trying not to spoil it but this is something that happens at the end of act one and then you get a quest regarding it at the beginning of act two and depending on what you do at the end of act one for like sending a car to a certain place is how the quest plays out so say if you send it to like a doctor if the car goes to a doctor you just get a package with a key to a motorcycle and if you send it to like the family or whatever uh you actually get to do a whole, like, quest sequence for them. Yeah. That's interesting. So you, you're kind of missing content then? Yeah, you're missing... You're missing... Con- you still get the same rewards, but you're just missing out on, like, a... 
like a little bit of content. Yeah, and at least before release, it, it like the the previews I had read made it sound like this kind of stuff was all over the game. Like it truly feels like a choice based game. I like a game so, that lets you miss content. I, I, I don't know. I, that's a that's a I mean, you don't see often. People are people are losing their hype for like the immersiveness of the game. I'm pretty immersed. I don't know. My level of immersion might be lower than others. Like it doesn't take much. Uh, yeah. but you're easily pleased. I'm easily pleased. But the NPCs do feel a little dead. Well, yeah, I've seen like a lot of complaints games. about AI, which I think is strange. I mean, yeah. It like people throwing grenades into a crowd of bystanders and the bystanders like just duck in place or something. I have seen Yeah, that yet, so all, all those kind of complaints seem like standard like open world RPG complaints to me, which yeah. kind of is unfortunate to hear cuz like I th- I think people were counting on this game kind of fucking those but I don't know. Like by and large though, like it still seems like the impressions are positive at least on PC. So the good thing about handle something. The good thing about CDPR sure. is that CDPR will hopefully fix everything they need to fix. Because they did it with The Witcher, oh, yeah, which absolutely. was a disaster on launch, but they managed to make it into one of the best games of all time, or The Witcher Three at least. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have any doubts in my mind that CD Projekt Red is going to is going to polish this game into like a fine sheen, but like, it's still just it's just weird that it's out in this state, you know, like. I think so. I don't. I don't know how closely you guys follow like Metacritic scores. That's something I sort of pay attention to just because I find it interesting. But like the PC version of the game has like a Metacritic of around ninety, which automatically puts it into like some of the some of the top games ever made, you know. But like the console Metacritic score is like below fifty, which is just horrendous, you know. And it's fascinating to me that that two versions of the same game can have such wildly different experiences uh, just based off how poorly optimized one of the versions is. Yeah, it's a disaster for cause. People people are making a lot of comparisons with uh, GTA, GTA Online or just GTA in general or Red Dead Redemption 2. And I have to disagree because Rockstar Games... Their shooting mechanics are god awful. They might have great immersiveness and great stories, but yeah, their gameplay is generally awful. Yeah. Like at yeah, no I point agree with that. could I say that I was having a good time shooting things in Red Dead Redemption Two. That was not my highlight of the game. In fact, it felt like I was playing a, the same shooting mechanics from GTA Four generations ago. So it's yeah. People like to vaunt certain publishers above, and that also applies to uh, CDPR. But I, I have faith that CDPR can actually fix the game. Maybe not on last gen consoles. Honestly, 
it might have been a yeah. smart business on last gen consoles it might reason. it might be a lost cause honestly because there's only so much you can do like i mean well here's the thing though cd project red like we say that about the last gen console versions but they're also the company that got witcher 3 running on switch which is to me also almost just as impressive of a technical feat yeah so, uh, yeah, maybe they'll get Cyberpunk running. Matches. Yeah, maybe they'll get Cyberpunk completely optimized for PS4 and Xbox One. Maybe they'll be, like, locked 720p, 30 frames per second, but I can't really see, you know, the base consoles doing better than, than that. Now, like, maybe the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X will fare slightly better, but, like, this is a game that was clearly made with next-generation technologies in mind. You know, it's clearly a game to show off ray tracing and it's clearly a game to show off you know like ssd speeds loading in areas in that seamless city so yeah i I, while i do feel like yes they'll they'll do their due diligence and optimize on on last gen consoles like this time around i feel like there's only so much they can do just because how inherently next gen this game is yeah there's also like people are taking issue with mechanics not being there, which like, I what? haven't seen seen it yet. Like uh, apparently, there's an issue with the police where the police will just like teleport behind you. Oh, that's really lame. But <laughs> if it's real, I I mean I'm looking through the subreddit and it's all negativity. Like every single post is just them trashing CDPR, which honestly it's not the devs' fault. Really, this is not an issue of the devs knew. This is a fault of the executives knew and told the devs to uh, just throw it out anyway. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's a that's a really good topic that maybe we should spend some time on. The executive at uh, the executives at CD Projekt Red, not the developers. I I think they really deserve quite a bit of criticism, right? I mean, ultimately, it's because of them that the game got pushed out in this state, and it's because of them that, like, we've heard of, like, unheard of, like, crunch conditions at CD Projekt Red as well, you know? Plus, the call to not show footage on console before launch was yeah, really Yeah, that scummy. was sketch. That's when he knew it was going to be a disaster on consoles. This is why we don't pre-order right. games, kids. <laughs> I'm, I like, I'm glad I pre-ordered it. I'm enjoying what I have so far on PC, but... God, was it a mess? Yeah, like uh, that's yeah, that's pretty unheard of, right? Like they straight up told reviewers they weren't on footage, right? Like at least from the 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 old consoles. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that. Like, the devs are getting trashed on. When, in general, they, they you should know that it's usually not the devs' fault that a game gets pushed out early. No developer wants to put out a buggy game. Ever. Yeah. It's usually an executive decision higher up on the three. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but, like, we've had some insight into, like, the inner workings of CD Projekt Red due to some some really good games journalists. And uh, they had their, and apparently this is a common practice in the games industry, at least in the AAA space, but they had, like, some of their bonuses, like, their, their, their bonus salaries tied to Metacritic score. 
So, like, apparently the devs were going to get a really big cut, like a really big bonus, if the the game scored 90 or higher on Metacritic. But, you know, upon the release of the game uh, and the fact that it was getting trashed, at least the older console gen versions were getting trashed, the executives actually had to come out and revoke that condition. And so now the bonuses aren't tr- tied to Metacritic score, but... I guess they're going to be distributed based on some other metric. But um, I think they're just distributing distributing them because during development of Cyberpunk, apparently team leads would hand out like these coins with the Cyberpunk logo these on tokens, them. Yeah, yeah, these tokens, yeah, yeah, these tokens, and that would be people who'd get more money. Basically, looking like a reward system for doing well, I guess. Which I don't Makes know. To sense. me, that sounds really weird and archaic, but apparently. After doing some research, apparently that's a pretty common thing in the AAA space. I don't know if it should be. That sounds kind of strange. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't know if I like that. Like giving your your hard workers like little tokens that might turn into rewards later. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, no, it's super scummy, especially because like I'm the guy who makes the gun models. The Metacritic score of this game has nothing to do with me. Like. So do I just have no shot at a bonus? Like, Yeah, I no, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, it's a very... See, I think this is one of those things that also promote crunch, right? Because it's a very, like, team-based mentality, right? Like, yeah, you might be the guy that does the gun models, but, like, if this game does lower than 90, everyone's bonuses suffer, right? So I guess that's a motivator for everyone to put in that overtime and stuff like that, which is obviously something we need to address in this industry. Yeah. I am not a fan. I don't know. I don't like that whole token thing makes me think of the people who like lay $5 on the table uh, for the waiter's tip or waitress's tip at a restaurant. And like every time you do something stupid, they take one away. Like, I hate that. That's actually so do that. Like, That's awful. Have you never heard of that? That's like a super no. boomer thing. Is the like? That's oh god. And like, it's not even like five dollars is a particularly glamorous tip. Like, and that's just exactly what that, that does sound like. To me. be fair, that 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 is one of the most boomer things I've ever heard. So that oh, I can out. top that. Well, my grandpa wasn't a boomer. He was older than boomers, but he always made a big deal about tipping a dollar because that was a lot of money. You know, when he was younger. Oh, well, back, back then, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so, we did it in, like, 2001. I, I do have a legit criticism of Cyberpunk, and apparently yeah. a lot of people also have this. The life paths that they promised, they're like a 20-minute introduction. Like, your origin is 20 minutes, and then there's a montage. Like, <laughs> that's it. So your so your origin doesn't really, like, play a big part in the story? Uh, it does, because you... It, Say, I picked the corpo origin, which means I was a corporate goon until they took everything from me. I'm just going to straight up spoil the first 20 minutes of Cyberpunk here. So, the first, the corpo life path, at least. I can't say for the other ones. But, yeah, you literally start in, like, one of the big corporate towers. And you go to one to your director, and he's like, yeah, I want you to assassinate this other director. So, you go to a bar... Meet your friend Jackie Wells, and you're discussing it over some beers when agents from the company come in, seize all your assets, and turn off all your cybernetics. Like, that's the intro. You just you literally lost everything. Your cybernetics? 
Like, do you have yeah, replies at this point? They turned off all your company's cybernetics and everything. Like, they just basically end your life there. Yeah. And Jackie's like, this isn't over. And then you get a brief montage of them becoming mercenaries. That's the whole intro. It's a montage? Oh, uh, yeah, it's literally a montage. I, I mean, I liked it, but it felt like there could have been more there. I could have had hours of me just doing crimes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, they made a big deal about these intros. Like, what you just said kind of reminds me of the intros to, like, Dragon Age Origins. I don't know if you guys have ever played that game. But there are, like, six different intros to the game, depending on, like, what race you pick and what and character like you pick and all long. that. Well, I don't know. They're not... Uh, they're, like, an well, hour. Maybe. Yeah, so... So, like, but, but like, this sounds kind of like that, is what I'm getting at. Uh, but it w- depending on what life path you choose... It changes dialogue options. So since I'm a corpo, if I go to talk to like a corporate agent, I can like smooth talk them and see through their like their double speak or whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. handy probably. I could easily convince corporate people to bend to my will since I know what they're thinking. Whereas if I chose like no matter street kid, I would not know at all. So, there, so there are three. Games. Are there three, there three. In, uh, origins? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I I was thinking about, like, whenever I play the game, I'd probably pick Corpo as well, just because I feel like that's an interesting perspective. Like, you're already in the city, you're already, like, part of it, and then you sort of just take over from there. But I can you're see the appeal of, like, top. being a nomad, a guy, like, discovering or moving to the city for the first time and, and, and just experiencing it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Either nomad or Corpo, is, I think, is what I'd pick. There's also Street Kid. Yeah, Street Kid. So, yeah, I'm assuming that's the same. Like, you start out in the city, but, like, in, like, the, like, slums or something like that, right? Nah, Street Kid, you start out as, like, a gangbanger. I believe. That's fun. Okay. Like... Like I Once think you pretty much end up a gangbanger no matter kid. what though. It kind of seems like No, no, you don't end up like in a gang. You end up working. You end up just basically being a gun for hire. Just take so on gigs probably for the most important question so far. Have you met Johnny Silverhand? Oh yes. Robo Keanu uh the ghost of Keanu Reeves? Yes. That's yeah, I mean Keanu Reeves being in this game is kind of one of the most exciting things. I absolutely disagree. I hate that Keanu Reeves is in this game. You get to play as Keanu Reeves. What? You can't dislike Keanu Reeves, though. I don't dislike Keanu Reeves. I just hate celebrities being in video games in general. He's not even like... The thing about Keanu Reeves is that he's a major character. He's like the biggest character in the game yeah it's not like a cameo it's not like he's there for 30 seconds and he's gone he is literally in your head that, that might be yeah, a see, see, like, like, like I, I don't know in general i think i would agree with you connor but like i'll make an exception for keanu reeves oh. in my uh <laughs> like you know more spoilers for cyberpunk sure, but like So I I should to talk more about Johnny Silverhand. I actually need to 
get like into a small spoiler, but this I think has already been spoiled by reviews. So sure, go go. So Johnny Silverhand's dead technically, and his right. mind was put on a chip that when you got like Fallout New Vegas melded with your head. So now you're slowly being taken over by Johnny Silverhand. That's interesting. So you'll just, like, Johnny Silverhand will just appear in your vision, magically. Like, he's not yeah. a physical character. He's a hallucination, really. Which I like the frame, I like the frame of, like, a plot-driving character literally just being a hallucination who's slowly like, taking over and erasing your gray matter. <laughs> like, that's cool. That's yeah, and good, a cool concept. And I think uh, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but like apparently Keanu Reeves was so like taken with his role in Cyberpunk that CD Projekt actually like doubled his time in the game or something like that. Something so like that. I don't know. I th- I think that's a cool like quirk of the game that I'll enjoy when I eventually play it. Ish. It's not the yeah. immersive Red Dead Redemption 2 experience that everyone was expecting. But it's and not a bad game. I think that's, like, right, no, like, obviously a good game. But, like, I think this game, one of its issues was that it became the subject of, like, obscene levels of hype. Like, people were treating this game as, like, the second coming of Christ. And, like, no game can live up to that kind of expectation, I think. No. No, yeah. I mean, this game was hyped as much as, if not more, than No Man's Sky was. And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Generally, any time a game gets that hyped, it's going to have backlash. Every time. I don't think there's a single game that has been hyped as much as uh, Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky that has not had a hype backlash when people don't get their hands on what they expected. Not even The Witcher 3 had that much hype. Like, the hype happened after the game launched. Yeah. No. Cyberpunk was a different beast. Like, I, I, yeah, I've only... I could probably count on one hand the times I've seen hype like this in the games industry. Which, you know... I mean, it's good to be excited about things, but it's also good to keep your expectations a little in check. Especially, like, I feel like some of the warning signs were there. Especially because, like, we never saw, like, extended gameplay, really. Of the game. You know? I really did it. Which, so, like, clearly, they were... I, I clearly think that maybe this game could have lived up to the hype, like, 100%, if, like, it came out maybe a year or two from now. That's yeah, possible. Yeah, like, I feel like we're also, as, like, a gaming culture, we're more bug-averse than we used to be. Like, we're more irked by minor visual bugs Especially That's true. Reviews, like before, before we just kind of dealt with it, right? Yeah, before, be- before if there were like visual bugs or people like t posing, we could look past that. But you even see it in mean, reviews we gave where Bethesda it's like, like a free pass for years, honestly. Yeah, until Fallout seventy six came out, and then bugs were suddenly no longer like relevant. It was almost overnight that we stopped like giving excuses for bugs, which. Like, Honestly, what happened sucked. was like 
what happened was that we used to get like these insanely buggy games and they were always these open world games and be like okay this is just a product of an open world game because they're so much more complex than other video games and then developers started putting out like bug free open world games and then we're like wait a minute it's just these developers that aren't doing the best job squashing these bugs not the game genre itself i think the game like the gaming industry and the enthusiasts came to that conclusion years ago uh and uh, since then, we've kind of been harder on bugs, which is a good thing. Yeah, for sure a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. This cooler barely fits in my PC. I, I hadn't looked. I hadn't done measurements for this or anything. It oh, is that's, that's my a, RAM. <laughs> that's a ballsy choice. There's there's a lot to be said about where people's like salt and hate will go to. Don't never throw it to devs though. No, not the, not the people on the ground. It's always executive decisions. Never, ever a developer's fault. And even it's the executives, like, like the gamer vitriol, they don't deserve that. You know, they yeah. deserve maybe you don't. You're not their biggest fan, but they don't deserve. Yeah, they don't. The wrath of the gamer. Like geez. yeah. To be fair, I don't think even my worst enemy deserves the wrath of the gamer. That's yeah. a fate I would like, wish on no man. Like, there were death threats every time they've delayed that game. And like, clearly that's every single delay was necessary. I mean, yeah, no, those delays were definitely to try and get last yeah. gen running. More, more, like, de- more delays were necessary. You know? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have been mad if they would have delayed it again. I would have memed it, but I wouldn't have been like. Yeah, I, I, I get memeing throwing people's death delay threats. games, but yeah. Delays are part of the game industry, and people got to realize when you make a game as large as, say, Cyberpunk or The Witcher or GTA or Red Dead, delays just happen. Yeah. The larger the game, the more code you have to scan through and the more assets you have to scan through to make sure they're not buggy. Yeah. And that's not an easy job. And it's not, you know, people like to blame QA, too, or say, like, did this game get any QA? And, like, yeah. QA is hard. Yeah, QA is hard for one thing. You but have, also, like, all oh, dark QA knew about these bugs. You know, they're not. It's just you also you know. have a dozen QA testers compared to millions of millions of people playing the game. Yeah, like they're that's mass QA. That dozen QA testers yeah, can I mean, find a group of bugs, and they literally have a list of a, a step ladder of bugs with minor bugs like visual bugs never getting fixed. Yeah, until right. they the, absolutely have no, time let's, to fix let's, them. Let's be absolutely clear here. These companies are 100% aware of these bugs, but here's what happens. Yeah. You know, like, the executives or, and, or whoever's in charge of budgeting marketing, they do a cost analysis and be like, okay, we have to release the game in this time frame to optimize profits, right? And when that comes, you know, whether the game's finished or not, like, it's coming out, like, by and large. Unless, like... Like, one studio, I think, that bucks that rule that I've heard of is Naughty Dog, because apparently, like, they have so much cachet with Sony now, they can just say their game's, like, not ready, and Sony just gives them more time. But, like, most AAA studios, like, that's how that works, you know, like, which is unfortunate, you know, like, but in a capitalist-driven society, it makes sense that that's the way things are. Don't even get me started on capitalism, Ahmed. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole critique on, on the world at large. It, it is ironic that a cyberpunk game falls victim to the pitfalls of triple <laughs> A game dev. It's coincidental. Yeah. Not it's ironic. very coincidental. It's coincidental. <laughs> it's a very big quinky dig that a cyberpunk game about fighting corporations falls victim to corporation corporate greed. Yeah. But CDPR kind of has maybe a lot the crusher built into they? the game to make that sort of commentary. What about that, huh? Isn't CDPR like one of the biggest companies in? Uh, aren't they Polish? They are Polish. Yes. So there's, you know, devil's advocate. Those guys are under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I feel like it's obvious the devs at CDPR are are hurting because this was a big, like they were very prestigious prestigious before this, and Cyberpunk releasing like this, it hurt their egos more than anything else. It's a bad look. You know, it is a very bad look. So they're, I honestly think by next year, quote me on this, December sixteenth, twenty twenty one, the game will be completely different. Mm-hmm. Like that's, uh, I, I mean, that's that's not an unreasonable thing to say. Like I, I tend to agree with you, but I think that's an interesting point you made about their ego and the status of the company. Like before Cyberpunk released. People were starting to look at CD Projekt Red as another rock star, like a developer on that caliber, right? And like, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, the quality of their games, I'm sure, is is comparable to Rockstar. But like when Rockstar puts out a GTA or a Red Dead 2, yeah, it has some bugs and glitches, but like nothing game breaking like a Bethesda game or Cyberpunk. You know, like by no. and large, Rockstar has that you know, that level of polish on their games. And uh, the fact that CD Projekt wasn't able to do that in this time frame, uh, definitely people are going to be making that comparison less. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um, You guys have any other thoughts on Cyberpunk? I still think I'm going to get um, it. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of complaints and all, but I'm going to have a 3080. You know, maybe I'll turn RTX off, DLSS yeah. on. I still think it's going to be a super fun game. I just, you know, it's got it's got issues. I still think it looks yeah, fun. Yeah, it's got issues. I'm not going to get it now. I'm going to wait. I will, I'm, I'm going to comment. I'm absolutely going to get this game as well, but I'm going to get it in a year or so when the issues are largely gone. Yeah, I'm probably going to wait for a sale because I was not, you know, I was not on the hype wagon for this or anything, so it's not going to bother me at all to wait. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that annoys Mike, me. Mike, you got any last comments for Cyberpunk? Uh, I'm definitely going to finish the game no matter how salty Reddit is about it, which at this point is just normal. That's just Reddit. <laughs> if Reddit isn't salty yeah. about a game, then it's obviously game of the year. No, they were very salty about Breath of the Wild. The two. They're just salty. Like, were they I've really? I've never not seen a subreddit for a game. What did they want instead of Breath of the Wild? Uh, Breath of the Wild without durability. Unanimous. Like they'll they'll find one issue to complain about and farm karma, and that's it. Like Reddit, Reddit used to, Reddit used to be like the place I'd go to find information about a game. Now it's just all salt. Yeah, I don't. 
I still go on Reddit pretty frequently, but I don't value it. <laughs> like, I'm not even talking about the general purpose subreddits. Even the game subreddits is just full of negativity. Yeah. Jesus. Ugh. It's like this game robbed your robbed you of your entire livelihood and stole your family. It's just a game. Yeah. You paid sixty dollars for a game. That's a lot, but at the same time, chill. Yeah, like the the toxic chill. like gamer culture is like one of the things that puts me off the most about this all of this. But uh, yeah, that's definitely that's something that's got to be worked on. Game yeah, culture you guys is wanna... embarrassing. It almost makes it like hard to get people into the hobby at this point. It really yeah. does, you know. Like, there's so much stigma attached to it now because of all the toxicity. It sucks. But uh, that being said, you guys want to talk about what you've been playing? I've already talked about what I've been playing. Yeah. This whole episode was me talking about what I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, because I have pretty much been playing Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Extra Life went well. Talked about that. Um, that's pretty much it, though, for me. Hades. Played a lot of Hades. I've already talked about that on the show. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, at least from when I was watching, there was there was a lot of Among Us, there was a lot of... There was some Hades, some Noita, some League of Legends. Yeah. All in all, pretty entertaining games to watch. I played some Overwatch at some point. There's oh, some yeah. Valorant. I shoved an entire banana in my mouth. That's that's clipped. That's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Something. I think... Maybe they're tucked in the back here? I'm missing a bunch of screws. Oops. Oh, oh I see them. Yep, they're tucked in the back. Whew. Like, so, Connor, what, what, uh, what are you going to break in your new PC with? Uh, I transported my entire Steam library to my new hard drive last night, so I really haven't decided yet. Maybe some Noita... Because I did actually have FPS drops in Noita related to my processor. I need to do uh, CPU-heavy games because I don't actually have a new graphics card yet. Oh, right. Yeah, your 3080 so, is coming later. Yeah, so I'm thinking stuff like Noita is pretty CPU-heavy. I could do a long run in Noita, get some of those crazy wands going. Um, maybe some Microsoft Light Simulator, although I still don't know that my 1070 is up to snuff for that either. But, oh, wait, I forgot. Yeah. I, I did have an audio problem with Cyberpunk. Um, so I figured out the solution to it. The solution is to turn down your audio quality in Windows settings. Anything over 48 kilohertz, it doesn't like. Okay. Like, that. that's the solution. It fixed my crackling. Apparently, the game just doesn't run above anything other than DVD quality audio. Yeah, which is the Windows default, right? Yeah. I have mine turned up all the way, which never causes issues except for Cyberpunk. Oh, neat. My, oh, my, uh, my Seems like there's a, there's a lot of that with that game. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird inconsistencies in how it runs, but... I mean, I played... What other buggy game did I play at launch? 
No, I uh, it, during the 360 era, I never patched games, so I mean, <laughs> I don't so care. You, yeah, I don't have a 360 a, connected to the internet. What, what was I gonna do? Patch the game? You're a bug veteran. If a bug happened, a bug happened. I just dealt with it. Yeah. I mean, we all were in that space, you know, like back when like N64, GameCube, Xbox, PS2, when those consoles were prevalent, like patches weren't a bug. Yeah, patches weren't, you know, and and, it should be noted. Bugs were way rarer, I think, you know, in that era. Like, you know, at the same time, bugs there can't really do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It should be noted, however, that um, all of those consoles did connect to the internet. (laughs) Yeah, they just didn't patch. I think a lot of new gamers that have come into the fold in the last ten years—they're kind of spoiled by the fact that games can be patched. Yeah, they're spoiled by the fact that their games work. Yeah, they're very (laughs) spoiled by the fact that they can buy a game off a shelf. And reasonably expect it to work. I mean, back in the day when Sonic 06 launched, it got what? One patch? One patch? Two patches? Because patching wasn't prevalent. And the game was a buggy mess. And depending on your console, it was worse. (laughs) You had the PS3 version? Be prepared for frame drops. Yeah, I don't. I cut out for a little bit there, but uh, what I was going to say was, for someone who's as indoctrinated as I was, like that game was Nirvana to me. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> it's, but yeah, but no, but but like by and large, I feel like older games had had really good sort of. Uh, they they didn't have too many game breaking bugs. I mean, we're always we're all thinking of like the good games from back then, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna we, say I, we got those rose tinted goggles on. Like back in my day, Super Mario sixty four was good, and that's about all we got. We don't remember the uh, the clay fighters or whatever. Uh, we remember like Super Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but do we remember Wand of Gamelon? <laughs> I could never forget. You could never forget it. There, there's always that case with nostalgia. Like back then, games weren't buggy. Well, like, yeah. maybe you only remember the games that weren't buggy. Yeah. All right. We tend to remember good memories rather than bad memories. People conveniently erased the Battlefield 4 debacle when that game released cross gen, and it was a buggy disaster on previous gen. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a absolute disaster. The game came out. Uh, I could would be lucky to get one match in before it hard crashed my console. And this is on a PS3. Uh, patches, patches upon patches later. I went back and played on the PS3 again. Two matches, hard crash console. Never actually fixed it. Next gen version, however, play that thing for six, seven hours. Not a single crash in sight. Wow. Like, it, it's a whole difference. We're always going to, people never think about it, but you're always going to have that cross-gen weirdness with games. True. Every time. This is not going to be a thing that's going to go away. This is not just a CDPR problem. It happened last gen as well. It's, yeah, I agree with that. 
It's the fact that you are now developing for instead of just developing for four platform, three platforms now. At the time, last gen it was th- four. I think people were still putting out Wii ports. Well, it, you're now developing. I mean, for double this that. generation's even more, even more like intense because let's think here. We've got developers developing for the following platforms: Xbox One S, Xbox One X. PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and PC. That's eight. That's eight (laughs) platforms that you're developing for at the same time, and you have to make sure it runs perfectly on all of them. Some things are, some things like the older gens are going to fall through the cracks. That's the case of everything that happens. Uh, that just that sounds nightmarish. Yeah, as someone who has only ever targeted three platforms, and that was a nightmare. Ugh. <laughs> of course, these people aren't working alone, but still. Right. It's it's a lot of armchair developers who exist only to, like, say, I could do that better and then actually not do anything better. Yeah. But if you think you could do it better, I encourage you to get out there and start making games. Yeah. You can so, be the change you want. Kind of, Kind of pivoting off this topic, one of the games I played over the past week... Uh, was Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Now, uh, I, I know I claim to have beaten that game a couple weeks ago, and that is true, so I'm playing New Game Plus now. But Insomniac, being the wizards they are, have already added a ray trace performance mode to the game. So I'm playing New Game Plus on that, and it is the perfect way to play the game. And I'm just kind of here in awe of how quickly Insomniac has optimized this game. And the fact that they're able to achieve, like, 1440p ray tracing, 60 FPS on the launch PS5 title really bodes well for their output this generation, I think. I just think it's incredible that they listened to me recommending that on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, this this all happened because Connor suggested that, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously. Like, how else would they have gotten that idea? <laughs> but yeah, like, so I... Like I said a few episodes ago, when I got my PS5, I played through Spider-Man Miles Morales at 30 FPS just because I wanted to experience ray tracing real bad. Because that was my first ex- encounter with ray tracing, honestly. So that that, w- that was good. The game looked gorgeous. But now I've got 60 frames per second ray tracing as well. Obviously, the ray tracing as in, isn't as excellent as it is in like the fidelity mode, but it's still really good. And uh, I can't even really perceive the difference in resolution. So I, I think this is the perfect sort of sweet spot. But the unfortunate thing is, like, I don't think many devs will go for this. I think Insomniac's just just, uh, just being special here. Yeah, I definitely feel but like they're I would feeling, love to be feeling it out, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, like, like it's it's really striking to me, like, a Spider-Man game needs to be 60 FPS. Like, swinging through the city at 60 FPS just feels so incredible. Yeah. Like, even swinging... Like, they were so, they nailed the swinging in Spider-Man so hard. Even swinging at 30 per- FPS, like, felt really good. Like, it looked cool. But, but, like, 60 is just absolutely perfect. It's so good. So, yeah, I'm enjoying replaying spider-man miles morales with those fancy fancy graphics and frame rate and i'm really enjoying it i've also been playing destiny 2 like i mentioned that last week yeah and 
they've they've implemented a 120 fps mode for pvp so the game shifts from 60 fps to 120 once you enter like pvp and it's really really good like i think i mentioned that last week as well but i want to reiterate how just how buttery smooth it is and just how bad i feel for people playing on (laughs) ps4 and xbox one because like cross uh cross play and like cross matchmaking is a thing so we've got that's not fair they've got we've got people playing crucible at 120 fps killing people playing at 30 fps yeah (laughs) that's just an absolute massacre like i think i won like seven games in a row last night which i don't do that's like not a thing i usually do and i was like it's definitely because i'm up against like people on ps4 yeah it definitely helps i mean a poor craftsman blames his tools but you you are at an advantage for sure yeah i mean like i'm literally playing at four times the frame rate that they are which is which resolution is, a is super unfair in shooters too like if you have a higher resolution you can see farther <laughs> true yeah but i don't on frame rate i don't know it's tough yeah i mean i'm gonna choose frame rate every time because i'm not good at shooters to begin with so the seeing them farther away thing that's not a shot i was gonna make to begin with so yeah but yeah it is a little weird you know like i'm on my playstation and playing either spider and literally everyone else on my friends list is just says cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk 2077 everyone's playing that and i just see that and i'm like okay i get it if you were really hyped for this game and you needed to play it day one but like you're not playing the best version of this game no. Which, like, which, again, like, it sucks that, like, a lot of people's perception of this game, like, in the, in the future, will not be, like, the true vision for this game, right? Because, like, if even if you're playing Cyberpunk on PS5 now, you're playing, like, the PS4 version running on PS5. Yeah, which is still probably you're better getting, than on like, the PS4, gen- but... Right, it is, right? Like, you get 60 FPS on PS5, but, like, on Series X, just because of the way Microsoft implemented backwards compatibility, you're you're actually getting, like, a Series X version, an optimized Series X version uh, of Cyberpunk, right? Like, the way PS uh, Sony implemented backwards compatibility, like, you have to make an a, actual, like, next-gen patch or next-gen version of the game to use next-gen features, which kind of sucks. But See, that's interesting to me because yeah. I did see one of my favorite developers. Well, I don't play the game that much. That's why I say favorite developer, not favorite game. Uh, Astroneer released a yeah. patch recently, and it's not a PS5 version, but it is a setting in the menu that they only want PS5 people to turn on because it enhances the graphics and tries to use some of that. Yeah, stuff. so... Yeah, I mentioned so I mentioned on our next gen episode in the PS5 OS you have the ability to like system wide toggle for if you want a game to use like performance mode or resolution mode. Maybe that's what they're referring to. No, they're they're for sure but referring like, to an an option in their own game, which is a PS4 game that will improve Oh, okay. the visuals if I it's see. running on a PS5. Okay, uh, but I think the point here to take away is that Microsoft just nailed the next gen or pre uh, like backwards compatibility to a degree that Sony doesn't even come close, and it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, uh, for for PlayStation players, yeah. 
but yeah, that's what I've been that's what I've been into this week. And aside from that, I've just mostly been reading about Cyberpunk, just because like this is such a monumental game, such a huge release. What you got there, Connor? Is that your graphics this, card? Yep, this is the old GTX 1070. Just trying to figure out which panels I need to take off the back here so that it'll fit. Yeah. And this is the last component so, uh, other than the power supply, which is going to be a... Yeah, I, I feel like we you made good progress over the course of this episode, right? We've got your cooling in there. You've got your RAM in there. You've got your CPU in there. Yep. I did mess up on the CPU. I put it in such that I couldn't fit the RAM in, and then I had to take it out and wash all the thermal paste off, which I was thinking about doing anyway, because uh, the company I bought from, uh, OG10K, they have like a deal with Kingpin Cooling, which I guess is supposed to be the best coolant on the market, or not coolant, but uh, thermal paste. And so I decided, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to use that anyway, and washed it off and replaced it. Yeah. What was I doing? All right. All right. I I think that is going to do it for us this week as we close out while we watch Connor furiously unscrew his case. Yeah, I'm definitely. Thank you, guys. I, I am not going to finish this on the episode, so. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> well, let's you try and speed run it and end up breaking it. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on all podcast services you use, as well as YouTube. Helps us out a lot. Uh, please click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord. And thank you, Connor and Mike. Yep, yep. see you guys next week. See you next time. Bye.